Hello and welcome back to another podcast. Well, it has been a hot minute since I've been on here and for that I do apologize. I hope you all had an amazing break and holiday however you spent it and my goal for this year is to post more consistently on here and on my TikTok page. So if you aren't already following my TikTok account, then please do so at the Book Talk Corner podcast and I would love to follow you back. I've been playing around with different content ideas, so please let me know if you like them or if you don't. I would love to know why as well. All right, let's get started with this week's podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about The Spanish Love Deception by Alina Ahmez. Some people have likened this book to The Hating Game or even The Unhoneymooners. I can definitely see why people see a lot of crossover between these books, but I have some opinions on this book. For one, I think people might disagree with me on this one, but I actually liked this book. I can't speak for other people, but I would much prefer this book to say The Hating Game and The Unhoneymooners. For me personally, I read this book a long time ago, but I still find that it holds a lot more substance in terms of the plot, which makes me rank this book a little bit higher than I would the other two. Word of warning right now, this review could be a long one, so strap yourself in. This book begins with the very first line being, I'll be your date to the wedding, telling you exactly what you need to know about this novel. This book follows Catalina Martin, and she is a small town girl from Spain, and Aaron Blackford, who is a former star athlete from Seattle. They both work as colleagues for an engineering tech company in New York City. When Catalina must attend her sister's wedding as a maid of honor, she runs into a problem that her sister's fiance, soon to be husband, has asked Catalina's ex-boyfriend to be his best man. So, in order to attend the wedding and save face, Catalina must convince herself and her entire family that she has a wedding date and slash boyfriend within the span of four weeks. But the last thing she ever expected was for her office enemy, Aaron Blackford, to offer himself up to be her wedding date. As far as the plot goes, this story is what you would imagine when reading that short but prompt summary. They hate each other for no apparent reason, but they eventually fall in love with each other as they spend more time in each other's presence. This is Elena Armas's debut novel as an author. She is a Spanish writer, a self-confessed romantic, and a proud book hoarder. Me too, girl. Me too. Before living out her dreams of becoming an author, she was an engineering consultant. As far as brand new authors go, she has absolutely cemented herself as having true talent and ability when it comes to writing a book. Her debut novel, The Spanish Love Deception, became a New York Times bestseller in 2021. Along with that title, the novel has acquired over 100 million views on BookTok and was 2021's Goodreads Choice Awards for Best Debut Novel. The production company BCDF 
Pictures has acquired film rights for this novel as well. This contemporary fiction romance novel has done very well for itself considering it was only released in 2021. So congratulations to Alina Ames for all her hard work. She really went and made her dreams a reality. I think this book absolutely gained all its popularity off of BookTok and during its peak on BookTok, this book was everywhere. In saying that, I would also like to believe that if it wasn't for BookTok, I think this book would have done pretty well without the social media attention as I believed this book was genuinely a well-written book. So, a bit of a controversial opinion on this book, but I kind of actually liked it. I know some of you will be yelling and screaming at me because, oh, this book was like The Hating Game and you hated The Hating Game. All right, I will own up, I did hate The Hating Game. Don't get me wrong, but this novel has qualities that I enjoyed that The Hating Game didn't. Likewise, there are going to be similarities that I didn't enjoy so much. For the novel that is marketed as a slow burn, enemies to lover, one bed, fake dating trope, it sure tends to drag on a lot. I mean, I understand everything written gets edited, but I didn't find some of the scenes in this novel to be completely necessary. You don't get Lena and Aaron going to Spain until halfway through this book. But in saying this, I do enjoy it when there is a backstory and I guess history to a novel as it feels like it makes a book feel more complete. It also makes me feel more empathetic towards the characters and I get a better understanding of them and why they are who they are. The only issue with that is I don't want a play-by-play history of their entire life and the side characters' entire life as well. It really is a fine line to walk and getting it right is crucial to the book. If it's too short, you don't get to relate to the characters and having a book be too long drags out the book and you will eventually lose the reader's interest. I felt that this book was leaning towards it potentially being a little bit too long as there were some parts I just lost complete interest in reading. For me, the thing that made me like the novel was the characters. I did appreciate that Alina Ahmez took the time to establish her characters in a way where I wasn't annoyed or sick of them when I finished this book. I loved how Lena was written. You all know I love a main female character who can stand up for herself and knows her beliefs and values. I love how confident Lena is given the field of work she is in. I love how Lena has friends and a life outside of her work. And yes, she is a workaholic, but she still has time to do things like talk to her family. I love how she is able to talk to her family so freely and comfortably as well. Each book that I've read with a female lead portrays the main character very differently. And this book is the same. Lena is very unique and witty. Even though this novel is all from Lena's point of view, I feel like we don't just get an insight to Lena's life, but also Aaron's life as well. Now onto the star attraction of this book, Mr. Aaron Blackford. I mean, what can I say about this man? I instantly fell in love with him. Emotionally, I am not okay. I want this man to be real. That is how much Aaron Blackford has a literal chokehold on me. He is the definition of a man written by a woman. 
too perfect to exist in this cruel and imperfect world. Men like him have set the standards of love way too high. And if you want a man to drive you home in his car after seeing you attempt to get home in the pouring rain, buy you five tacos, even though you asked for four, smuggle a donut for you because he knew you would be hungry later, learn Spanish so he could understand and communicate to your family and also travel with you back to your hometown to make you look good in front of your entire family with nothing in return, then look no further because Aaron Blackford is your man. I still can't believe he did all this for her and yet she was still questioning his motives halfway through this book. I mean, every little thing he did for Lena was like his own love language, essentially. He showed her through his thoughtfulness and his acts of kindness that he liked her and I thought that was the most special way to reveal the truth of him liking her. I really liked how you don't get the abrupt realization of her figuring out that he liked her all this time, but you can go back through the book and piece the puzzle together yourself. It's absolute swoon-worthy. Now, as much as I really loved the characters of this novel, there are a couple of things that I just could not look past, like how we still get the reference of Aaron having blue freaking eyes. What is it about characters having blue eyes? And why do authors keep insisting we need to be constantly reminded that they have blue eyes? I'm not a goldfish. I can remember and retain that small information. We get it. He has blue eyes and broad shoulders. This does not make him seem more attractive on paper. This factor alone could have made me DNF the book. There is no need for you to keep repeating those two facts unless there is a beneficial outcome to telling me this. First the hating game, now this book. When will my suffering end? Adding to this, I don't particularly like it when a pet name is used to call your significant other. Don't get me wrong. I love it if the pet name had some special meaning behind it, but do not ever refer to someone as baby. Baby is unacceptable and should never be allowed in any context. I know this is a preference thing, but baby is so generic and very unimaginative. Alina could have gone down the Spanish pet name route, and I think she started it with Benito, which I'm probably pronouncing that very wrong, but it means pretty in Spanish. But why didn't she just continue down that path? To me, when you use the term baby as a sign of endearment, it could come off as borderline creepy and it gives off kind of a stalker vibe, like she's going to be your next victim. And for a romance novel, I just didn't sign up for that. This might sway a lot of opinions, but I kind of liked how there was dialogue in Spanish. I know a lot of book readers are going to disagree with me on this one, but having the Spanish dialogue included made it feel, I guess, more authentic. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm going to use it in this context. And that's how Lena would 
naturally and normally speak to her family. So I didn't really see a big problem in that. And I learned some Spanish along the way too. I know it can get annoying having to go to Google Translate to understand what they are saying, but I think the mystery of not knowing what is being said in that exact moment when you read it and then finding out that it was a funny diss at Lena's expense or a cute phrase shared between two characters like Lena and her mother makes the moment really wholesome. Lastly, before we get into the whole what is next with this book, I want to point out the theme of sexism and misogyny in this book. I mean, taking a look at sexism in a workplace environment is helpful to see as I am aware that this still does happen on occasion. Female employees in a male-dominant field will at some point experience some sort of sexism or misogyny. Whether it was intended or not, it should never be overlooked and tolerated in any capacity. I think talking and exploring this theme in the book helps to add another level of complexity to this book as this isn't a one-off occasion for Lena. I know she probably still had past trauma from how she was treated and perceived by her fellow colleagues when she dated Daniel, her professor, and it followed her throughout her career. I liked how there was a purpose to introducing this idea of misogyny, as we could see the knock-on effect that it had on Lena. For example, how she wouldn't put herself out there for a promotion she knew she deserved. And again, when she had to disclose her relationship with Aaron to the people in her company. Lena was scared of how people would judge her and say nasty comments like how she had to sleep her way to the top, which caused her to miss out on some pretty amazing opportunities. And can we take a second and talk about Gerald, the work colleague, that jerk face of a person. I cannot overlook Gerald, that jerk face of a person who felt like, I guess, the villain in this book, but I didn't see a point to him being called that because I didn't really feel like there was a need for him to be portrayed in that manner as we as the readers are led to believe the biggest villain in this novel was Lena, the main character. She was the one standing in her own way of achieving everything she wanted. She could have achieved her happiness, but it was just these misogynistic comments that got to her and there was just no need for Gerald to step in and kind of I guess, highlight the misogyny in this book. So what's next, you ask? Well, Alina Armes has written a standalone sequel called The American Roommate Experiment. The American Roommate Experiment is Alina Armes's second book and was published on the 6th of September 2022. So just last year. This book is definitely one I am looking forward to reading as it takes a closer look at the side characters in the Spanish love deception. Yes, I mean Rosie and Lucas. I love how this book still includes Aaron and Lena, but that this book mainly focuses on Rosie and Lucas's relationship and that this technically isn't a sequel, but more of a follow-up or continuation of the storyline. As I've mentioned earlier on in this episode, the Spanish love deception is being turned into a movie, like many other popular book talk titles. 
The details we have so far are Peter Hutchings is set to direct the movie and you might recognize the name because he also directed the Hating Game movie. This movie has been acquired by the big production company BCDF Pictures as stated previously. They are located in the United States and in a statement that they have put out to the public, they aim to tell the kind of story movie lovers long to see. Films that celebrate human adventure with its humour and passion, conflict and connection and transformative moments of discovery. In BCDF Pictures' list of movies they have produced, they have many films which fit the romance genre, like Can You Keep a Secret or the film Then Came You. From the many movies BCDF Pictures have produced, I can confidently say I am very excited to see how they make the Spanish Love Deception movie. We also recently have an update from Alina Armes as she announced that she is currently working on another book called The Long Game, which is set to be released on the 5th of September this year. It is a small town soccer slow burn romance, which does not take place in the same universe as the Spanish love deception. From that statement alone, I am left to assume that the American roommate experiment will be the last to exist in the Spanish love deception universe. To wrap things up, I really did enjoy this book. As much as I have droned on about the comparative similarities between this book and The Hating Game, I can narrow down what I kind of expect and want in a novel. I loved Lena and Aaron as the main characters, even though I would have liked a dual point of view. I love how caring Aaron is towards Lena, and I love how in the end Lena was able to overcome her fear of being judged, to let everything go and just be happy with Aaron. I was absolutely entertained and want, and kept wanting more of Aaron and Lena. The chemistry between these two is off the charts, and if you want a bit of smut, there are a couple of scenes in this book that you will definitely like. By no means is this book a short read, but it is pure entertainment and giving so much in terms of the plot. I mean, you get to go with Aaron and Lena to Spain. In saying all of this, there will be times when you are reading this book when it will feel like Alina Armes is just ticking off a box that will fit into this trope. It is very much a long book coming in at 482 pages, so word of advice, just stick through it. When they finally arrive in Spain, I promise it will all be worth it. You come for the romantic Spanish holiday, but stay for the hunk of a man named Aaron Blackford. I have to say, I do think this book was overhyped as it entered the book talk scene at the pinnacle point. And then it gained so much attention that by the end of the day, I was so sick of seeing this book everywhere. Is this book worth reading? Yes, I thought as a debut novel, it ticks a lot of boxes and I was certainly intrigued to see what happens next, even though the writing style is on the basic side. Overall, I'm giving The Spanish Love Deception by Alina Armes a four out of five stars. All right, I don't think that this podcast has been that long like this book, but I hope you still enjoyed it and liked hearing what I had to say about this book. A little taste for all you Colleen Hoover fans out there. Next week's podcast is for you. Can you guess what book we'll be talking about from this quote? I stretch truths where I see fit. 
I am a writer. So get excited. I will see you all next Monday for another podcast. Bye.